Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and respawns to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm Alicia Thayer. And I'm Tony Stark Camarina. In this episode, we will be covering Part 3 of Iron Man Part 3. Part 3 of Iron Man 3. This part covers Tony's capture to the end of the movie. And as per usual, here's our Wiki's link summary. After capturing Stark, Killian shows him Potts, whom he had kidnapped, being subjected, subjected to extremists in order to gain Stark's aid to fix extremists' flaws and thus save Potts. Killian kills Hansen when she has a change of heart and tries to stop him. Stark escapes and reunites with Rhodes, discovering that Killian intends to attack President Ellis aboard Air Force One. Stark saves some surviving passengers and crew, but cannot stop Killian from abducting Ellis and destroying Air Force One. They trace Killian to an impounded, damaged oil tanker where Killian intends to kill Ellis on live television. The Vice President will become a puppet leader following Killian's orders in exchange for, for extremists to cure his young daughter's disability. On the platform, Stark goes to save Potts as Rhodes saves the President. Uh, Stark summons his Iron Man suits, controlled but remotely by Jarvis, to provide air support. Rhodes secures the president and takes him to safety. While Stark discovers Potts has survived the extremist procedure. However, before he can save her, a rig collapses around them and she falls to her apparent death. Stark confronts Killian and traps him in the Iron Man suit that self-destructs but fails to kill him. Potts, whose experienced powers allowed her to survive the fall, intervenes and kills Killian. After the battle, Stark orders Jarvis to remotely destroy each Iron Man suit as a sign of his devotion to Potts, while the, president, while the Vice President and Slattery are arrested. With Stark's, with Stark's help, Potts' extremist effects are stabilized and Stark undergoes surgeries to move the shrapnel embedded near his heart. He pitches his obsolete chest arc reactor into the sea, musing that he will always be Iron Man. In a present-day post-credit scene, Stark wakes up Dr. Bruce Banner, who fell asleep listening to his story. <laughs> All right. All right. On to our top three moments of the movie. Uh, Al, want to start? Yeah, sure. So all three of mine, uh, my top three here, are they all take place during the final fight. Um, so the, the one that I have right now at number three is specifically when the Iron Legion shows up and, uh, yeah. just seeing, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, uh punt. punting. <laughs> yeah. Anyone punting I think I'm punting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I figured cause that's, that's pretty cool. So, all right, let's move on. Who wants to go next? Mm, um, I'll, I'll go next. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, go, next. No, 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 go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. All right, um, Tony waiting for his armor and the escape when his armor finally starts to arrive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so just uh, his Tony Stark threatening people because he without his armor he's a very non-threatening person. Mm-hmm. So he's just like telling him what order he's gonna kill the guys, and then uh, when his armor finally arrives it's only like his glove and his foot so him mm-hmm. just flying around <laughs> and shooting the guys and killing him the in the order he said all the way to the end where the guy's just like you I know don't what even like this i place. just work here <laughs> i don't even like these places these guys are weird they're so no. weird oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i love that scene yeah yeah it's a perfect combination between humor and action and just uh tony stark being a badass 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, I might get punted for this, uh, but mine is the actually the post credit scene is my number three. No. 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 All no. right. Cool. Uh, All right. I have it sort of as an honorable mention, but not not really. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll just bring that up later. Okay. Um. So obviously it's the post credit scene where Bruce Banner is obviously asleep while Tony finishes his story, and Tony wakes up and he goes, "You weren't listening." He's like. I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> it just totally reminds me of uh, Star Trek where, where uh, Bones is always like, I'm a doctor, not a physicist. So, <laughs> Yeah. I'm a physicist, not a doctor. Or whatever. Wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is a doctor, but you know. He is. Um, no, I like it because it's one of our first of, we've had a few like jokey post-credit scenes in the MCU, and that's one of our first mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. But this one definitely connects it a, a little bit too. And the fact that we don't often get to see them come the postcard scene unless they're all in the movies. I mean, we see a little bit here and there, but this is the first one where they actually, we know they find out what happened to the other character. Yeah, it's either, if it's leading up to a, the next movie or one of the next two movies, which at this point, uh, we're not going to see Bruce again until Age of Ultron and it has nothing to do with this part of the movie. Right. Yeah. Which was You're nice. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's I mean it's not even just the the post credit scene, right? The um some of the other characters sort of kind of show up in in other movies later on, but um I mean this is the first time just in general that a character not in the movie showed up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, for that one scene cameo of 5 seconds. Yeah, it's um it also I like it because it plugs up what I consider a plot hole in movies with narrators. A lot of the time, you don't, like, you don't know who Ferris Bueller is talking to other than the audience. It's just a fourth wall. Right here, he's it's not breaking the fourth wall. Break yeah, he's not breaking the fourth wall. He's talking to someone else that we wouldn't have known without this post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, out of curiosity, Tony, where were you punting to? Um, Number one. Okay. Okay, just making yeah. sure we, we were both heading in the same direction. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, then, <laughs> okay. Al, do you want to do your number two? Since we, we, sure. we like to punch you to number one, apparently. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We, we all have uh, very different thoughts on what's uh, number one, number three. All right. So uh, my number two, um, it, it actually kind of does take place. Uh, I, I said that all my my three are uh, take place during that final fight. But um, my number two actually also does take place a little bit in what Tony was talking about for his number three when the Iron Man Mark 42 suit showed up piecemeal. Um, and it's basically Stark fighting with only about 12% of an Iron Man suit, because it <laughs> happens then, and then it happens at the end of the, at the end big scene, because there, there are times where that, that Mark 42 shows up, you know, he's fighting Killian, and then some parts come off, it they crashes. don't quite work right. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, exactly. oh, I want to give up. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's fun just kind of seeing that different fighting style, right? I mean, we saw it a little bit in Iron Man 1 um, at the end when he's fighting uh, Obadiah Stane, right? There's kind of that part where he the, the arm, I, uh, I think, didn't work, and so he had to get rid of it, and he tries to shoot Obadiah Stane, but that didn't work out because, you know, he used the, the one of the two hands that didn't have a, an arm anymore. Right. But, uh, it, yeah, but it was just so fun to see the different, you know, him fighting differently because he had to. He was adapting to that... Uh, to that you know situation it was it was great mm-hmm. to, to see that yeah it yeah. was definitely taken back to the first iron man movie 
in the fact that we don't get to see the perfect Iron Man suit. We get to see the flaws that come with it of building everything. Because as as it stated in there in previously in the movie, uh, it's not up to par as the rest of the suits. It was experimental, so it's nice to see that because it is an experimental suit, we don't see the instant okay, yeah, I got this on the first try sort of thing. Yeah, which is generally a pet peeve of mine, but for some reason, I didn't care about it in this movie. Okay. All right. Tony? Yeah, my number two is uh, the free fall save. After, um, oh, yeah. The f- yeah, after the fight in Air Force One where um, Tony has to pretty much, I don't remember the number of people, possibly 12, but I 11. honestly don't remember... Oh, man. And Tony's there, so there are 12 people. No, Tony's not yep. there. Damn yeah. it. Oh, well, there's a suit. suit's there. <laughs> All right. Anyway, forget I said that. But, yeah, the free fall save um, for two They're reasons. monkeys. Yeah. First of all, it's a hero being a hero, which, in case you guys didn't know the pattern with me, we got him just being able to save people. Where mm-hmm. it's not... I mean, it's part of the plot because they're falling out of Air Force One, but really he's just doing something super heroic that someone else couldn't do. And the second reason it's behind the scenes of this is they actually had 12 skydivers doing this. So this was all, except for the suit, obviously. Um, them getting in formation and them actually falling is all practical. So I thought that was oh. amazing and it would be amazing to see. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that. So yeah, that's my number two. I just thought mm-hmm. it was a cool scene. <laughs> Uh, all right, then I'm gonna go into mine. Uh, mine is Rhodey's acrobatics in the fight. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I was, I was, I was significantly impressed. I don't know if it's actually possible to do what he did in that fight scene where he gets on the uh, car. What is it? The metal cargo crate thing. Mm-hmm. And then he. I don't know, it gets blown up a little bit, and so it swings, knocking the people off, and he's hanging on to the bottom and uses it like a, uh, oh god, what's the word for it? Like a swing or something? Yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, yeah one of the gymnastic either. swings that they use, the high, the high, high act swings or whatever it is. Yeah, you know what I mean, but <laughs> I can't think of the word for it. Sure, I'll pretend like you know what I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, like for like circus sacks when they have the the when they're up in the air and they have those trapeze that... trapeze. Mm, is it the trapeze? I, sure, I think I'll so. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anyway, but it just reminded me of that, and I was like, I don't know that that's possible, but it's really cool to look at. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, as we've said before, especially in Avengers, this is a documentary, so we know it must be possible since he did it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on to the number ones, then. Do we want to start with ours, Tony, since we punted no, but... uh, Al's? Um, sure. So okay. um, I'll just say mine in case yours is a little different. Mine is the House Party Protocol when they all show up. Uh, just like seeing 40 or probably like 38 different Iron Men because we don't have Mark 42 and we probably don't have Marks 1 and 2. Uh, 33, but... actually. Oh, okay. That's how many show up. All right. I had that written right. down. Yeah. It's kind of an Easter egg. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. 33. Right. Yeah. 33 Iron Men. And I'm just like, the one of the reasons I like the Avengers is because they're a variety of powers and we get to see a variety of different suit powers in this scene. Exactly. 
Yeah. Um, did you did you record any of the names that he called them? I did not. I know some of them off the top of my head, but if please enlighten us, Alicia. Uh, the first one that stabilized the tankard is Eeyore, which was nice because I think when everybody saw that one, it reminded them of the Hulkbuster armor for those that had read the comics. Of course, we know yeah. that that's not accurate because we get the Hulkbuster later. Uh, but that was a kind of cool little preview of what could be. Um, then there was the, he calls out uh, Heartbreaker to ask it to go help Snapbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so. I know there are a few other ones like um, that they actually didn't put in here, or maybe they did and they didn't call it out. But there was a yeah, they didn't suit. call out the names. Yeah, there was a spacesuit that was going to be an Easter egg I was going to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, the Easter egg would have been a spacesuit because Tony Stark was supposed to join the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. like he did in the comics in two thousand eight. Right. But they opted out of that because technically Iron Man 3 was the last one on his contract. So they couldn't get the contract finalized in time to get him for Guardians. But they got him, you know, in perpetuity apparently because he's in every other Marvel movie. Like every, every two or three Marvel <laughs> he's like, movies. like, I'm going to keep doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, things worked I, out well. Yeah. I like the suit that, you know, breaks apart and um, fights, like, hits all the guys. Although, I don't understand if he's wearing the suit, the practicality of that. I, I like the suit hopping, so there's that. Oh, yeah. I, it's I like, like that. suit! Yeah. I like when he tried to jump for a suit and then another uh, suit would get shot out of the air by one of the extremist people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, this, what you guys are saying, is actually my number one. Um just oh, seeing well, him get in. into and out of yeah exactly seeing him get into and out of those suits i mean it kind of goes back to like my favorite you know parts of seeing anything iron man is him getting into those suits right we're seeing those cool visuals all those you know cgi effects of you know servos moving and all that fun stuff and it's just right. like 10 minutes of him getting out of in and out of suits it's awesome it's so mm -hmm. visually cool to just keep seeing and they're all so different too yeah, that was one of the things I really liked about this is because all the suits that he called, I was like, oh, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, they're just all going to kind of be the same. And then you see the different sets of suits and the different set, this different ones that have different powers and stuff. And the planning that you know he put into that is very evident when he when he made them, uh, especially mm -hmm. with the different ways he ejects out of the suits, because there's the one he ejects straight out the bottom from. Yeah, I and like that. Why would somebody think of that? Well, it's because he's been not sleeping for however many months since uh, Avengers, just working on, right. oh my god, what if this happens, what if this happens, what if this happens? And you know what? It it really apparently came in handy for this one battle. It <laughs> Yeah. Alright, so that covered Al's number one. Do we have anything else? No, I think we can move on to some honorable mentions. Woohoo, honorable mentions. Alright, who's got what? Um, How many? I, I've got one dishonorable mention and three honorable mentions. I've got two dishonorables, mainly because they make me very angry. But <laughs> 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 it's just scenes in the movie that I'm like, no! So, yeah. uh, one, two, three, three honorables and two dishonorables. Okay. Right, I got? have uh, two honorable mentions and then. One, I, I don't, 
it, it's not really an honorable mention or dishonorable mention. It's just one of those things. I'm I'm gonna list it as a dishonorable mention, but it's not it's just, it's not it's something just I a dislike. Mention. I just wanted to mention it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We'll go with that. All right, Alicia. Let's start. Let's start and end with your honorable mention. So you'll do the first one and you'll do the last one since you've got two. Okay. So um, my first one is. Oh God, I don't know which one I want to do first. I'll probably do this one first. Uh, is the removing the arc reactor? That was my dishonorable mention as well. <laughs> I hate that. It's like there, I don't know a place in the comic books that he actually has that done. But it makes sense. Like, and it that's doesn't. why I didn't dislike it. It doesn't. The amount of healing and stuff he would need to do for that to happen, and the amount of filling in they would need to do is is ridiculous. It, it just I get they're removing the shrapnel. Okay, that I get. That prevents him from potentially dying in case something goes wrong with the arc reactor. So, I he doesn't really need the arc reactor anymore, but it's part of him. He needs it for the Iron Man suits. Is he going to suddenly part start powering all the Iron Man suits externally? In which case, they're much easier to steal. Yeah, and I don't like it. Well, I mean, he's still. A... I mean, he's mentioned even in the previous Iron Man too um, that he has security systems built into it, so that way only he can he can be the one um, you know doing that, actually piloting the suits. But this movie throws that argument out of the window because um, the extremist guys wear the Iron Man suit and it works. So uh-huh. I think the at least the safety protocols in uh, Rhodey's suit have not been updated or have been hacked because we know from Iron well, Man 2 that know... Tony le- we know Tony let Rhodey steal the suit and the idea that he was going to die. So he already right, had Right, but we also get told him. that AIM upgraded Rhodey's suit, so they probably installed the protocols into it. Yeah, they did mention yeah. that they were going to hack into it. Yeah, so either way, it does make it easier to steal if he you could just hack into it and then you've already got the power source. Right. But um yeah, I don't like it because it it completes part of him. Yeah, it completes his character arc. Yes, he doesn't need it anymore. But since they're going to continue the movies, that character arc pretty much disappears in Age of Ultron when he's still wearing the suit. Right. So, yeah, they they never mention it again. Like none of the characters mention that he got it removed or whatever. None of they got it removed. So they, it just. They do resolve it a little bit in Captain America Civil War, which actually retroactively makes me happier with Age of Ultron, but they don't fix it. I still, I'm not happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's right. that's my dishonorable, one of my dishonorables. Yeah, um, yeah, that's my only dishonorable, dishonorable so we can move on to Alice. <laughs> Alright, so my <laughs> um, mention, I guess? Uh, oh, yeah. So, so alright, so at the end of the movie, when we have um, Killian um, and uh, and Stark fighting you know, right at the end, and then there's that last Iron Man suit that's about to you know start shooting at Pepper Potts. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not able to really stop it because he doesn't have that headset on, right? It's it's somewhere like ten feet away from him, and so yeah, Pepper has to you know end up destroying. It. Yeah, exactly. So uh, right after that, that whole thing gets gets resolved. They're walking away, and he says, "Hey, Jarvis, do the uh, clean slate protocol." He didn't have the headset on, like he never picked yeah, it he up. Did. He and, put it back and... in. No, he didn't. I looked. They didn't show him put it back in. <laughs> and then he also just didn't have it on him. Like on his head, I swear it wasn't physically it. there. It was not. No, it's in his ear. It wasn't a headset. It was in his ear. No, it was a full. It was uh, a full no. headset. No, like it was no, like it was ears. like visible. It was an ear, um, it was an earpiece. Yeah. Really? I swear he picked it back up. 
I'm gonna have to oh. look real quick. Yeah, see, I'll <laughs> all right, I'll I'll rewatch that too. I'll mention in the show notes <laughs> if I was right or wrong. But that wouldn't be the first time that I have to uh, apologize in the show notes for how wrong I was during this recording. <laughs> true. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> uh, all right. I should well, rewind I'm gonna start off times. the argument here while I while I uh, look for this. Um, I because he led into it. Um, I dislike seriously dislike the clean slate protocol. I really do. It irritates me. There was no reason for it. Um, it's especially after the comments Pepper makes about uh, her power now and how she now has nothing, no longer has anything to complain about with the Iron Man suits. It yeah. just, it just, it makes me mad. I don't like seeing the Iron Man suits destroyed. I, I definitely have a problem with this, but I have less than a problem than I did with the arc reactor. Uh, my, pro yeah. um, the reason I don't dislike it as much is having an army of Iron Man suits really negates the usefulness of the Avengers. So I think in the long run of the whole MCU, it's better but that they, they got rid of them. But they go and retract it later by giving him the suits in Age of Ultron. He's got the other suits in the Age of Ultron. It's yeah, stupid. Yeah, he's got the drones, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not exactly suits. I mean, they are something different, right? They they do have an AI running them, not Jarvis, but mm -hmm. something like it. Um, it's kind of an evolution on the suits. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the um, the drones are definitely weaker because they can take them down hand to hand combat. At least, even uh, I think the suits probably have more safeguards and stuff like that. Um, especially since he doesn't want them to get stolen. Like probably mm -hmm. Iron Man three, but um, yeah, I li I don't like it because yeah, I liked all those suits and it's doing the same thing as Arc Reactor. It's removing Iron from Tony what makes him a superhero. Um, exactly. Well, I'm gonna argue with myself. Yeah, it, but we show that throughout <laughs> this movie he's capable of doing things. I know I always rethink stuff. <laughs> um, it's it, good. It You're learning. You're capable. human. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, it shows that he doesn't need the suits, but really to fight with the Avengers and to be a superhero, he needs the suits. He's a... Um, so it's just taking away... I'm rambling. What he is. Continue. I'm rambling, I realize. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so. Alright. Yes, uh, before we move with on... This. Oh. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. so sorry. Just my irritation with that. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, so before we move on, uh, I did pull up the movie just to look at it one more time uh, and see if how mm -hmm. how wrong I am. So I will not have to add anything to the show notes. Um, looking at it, these it is an ear wig size, so it does go inside, but it's big enough that you would actually see something. And looking at Robert Downey Jr. when he says that, there's nothing in his ear. Yeah, um, I don't know how big that is and how much they camera zoomed it because I definitely know that he taps at it or later when he does he's supposed to be it. talking to Jarvis. Yeah. But also, we don't see it before that scene either. And we know he's got it because he's talking to Jarvis. So it's eh, it yeah, makes that, me skeptical on that one. That's a big problem with this movie and with at least the first Avengers. I need to rewatch Age of Ultron to see if the problem continues. But you don't really realize they have headsets. They're just, for a while in Age of Ultron, I remember, or not Age of Ultron, the first Avengers, I was confused about how they were talking to each other until Tony, or not Tony, Steve makes like a head movement, like he's hearing something 
after um, uh, Black Widow says she can close the portal. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm just like, are they just yelling to each other? Is this completely unrealistic? I didn't realize they all had headsets. Because, like, Thor right, would not have it, the... Especially... Yeah, Thor is not part of the crew who came from S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Like, he got totally just um, cut off from them, so why would he have this headset? And I don't think it's that, that big a deal with Hulk, because I don't think Hulk's going to listen to anyone anyway. Right. But, <laughs> but definitely, <laughs> I feel like that's a plot hole. I think these communication things aren't that big a deal to um, the producers and writers. They're just like, oh, they'll figure it out, which is a problem in these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's let's get on to positive stuff. Let's do some honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, who wants to begin? Well, how many did people have? I have four. I have three. Uh, two for me. All right, so Tony, sounds like you're starting. All right, I like this is uh two for one because they're two separate things, but they all happen in like ten seconds of each other. Um, it's when they're heating up Rhodey's suit to get him out of it, and then Rhodey just comes out swinging, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, Killian breathing fire right after that, and he's just like, holy right. crap, you can breathe fire? <laughs> he's like, you can breathe fire? I, I give, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this was also one of my honorable mentions, um, and, and I love that, that he stopped the second he saw Killian breathe fire, because... <laughs> He knows his limits. He knows to just stop yeah. at that point. Like, well, yeah. I guess I'm done. <laughs> right? Yeah, when someone breathes fire at me and I don't have a super suit on, I'm done. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So much so. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Lisa, um, what's yours? Yep, I was going to say, I'll go next. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine was a happy waking up when they showed it with the nurse and... <laughs> she thought he was freaking out over something. He was just watching this show. And she's like, oh, hey, he was right. And then she starts watching it, and Happy looks over her like, you watch this too? Oh, I, so I always thought cute. he was being a creeper and checking her out. No, no, I thought he, I thought he was like, you watch this too? <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll go with the more optimistic, less creepy version. I agree with yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that's, that's one of mine, because I thought mm-hmm. it was cute. Yeah. And we All get right. to see Happy wake up. Yeah, which is happy <laughs> in two ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Al, what's one of yours? Uh, well, I guess I'm down to one then, since Tony and I had a uh, same one there. Um, oh. so during that uh, during that after credits scene, uh, when we find out that this entire time it was Stark talking to, uh, Bruce Banner. Banner. Um, mm-hmm. so. Did he have kind of this whole thing already sorted out in his head and he decided to just gloat to Banner? Is that what happened? Like, because he was telling us, he was telling the story, right? I mean, at at the end of the movie, he goes and he kind of resolves everything with a nice bow. He, um, you know, destroys all the the Iron Legion suits. He uh, gets himself all healed up. Is this him just talking to Banner saying, hey. So, oh, this whole thing happened, by the way. But everything's great. We're good now. That's it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I think so. And I think what happened right after that scene, Tony recounted again what happened, and Banner's reaction was, why the hell did you blow up your suits? We need that for stuff. And that's <laughs> what got him to rebuild some of the suits. <laughs> that makes sense. Because that also yeah. does feed right into Age of Ultron. 
Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, I'll do one right, of uh, Mine is, uh, Tony is bad at military stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so accurate. He's great at making weapons. He's not great at firing them without an arm, a, um, without an aiming system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, um. Well, that's not entirely true. He's just not a sharpshooter. Well, no, is 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 that, yes, I agree. But there's also the part when... Uh, he goes, all right, I'll take a look. And he pops up and goes down again. Like, what do you see? Nothing. I went too fast. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's not a sharpshooter. He doesn't know. Um, I think there's a part when he's saying like on our six or something like, or watch my six. And he doesn't know where to look. And it's right. just, I find it funny because this time Tony's completely out of his element, which is, uh, right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he... out of his element for a lot of the movie, though, which is really nice to see. Yeah. No, yeah, that's uh, one of the big strengths of this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Alicia, do you have another? Of course I do. <laughs> Why would I not? Uh, so um, my other one is um, Harley coming home to find his shed all decked out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Getting ready for a... Iron Lad in Young Avengers, a movie that will happen oh, in 25 years. Oh, really? I didn't years. realize that's what they were doing. No, I mean, <laughs> that's what I think they're doing. They're probably not. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think we talked about this uh, in either last week or two weeks ago with Iron Lad of a young version of Iron Man. Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, when we did one of the other episodes, the previous episodes to this. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, I'm... I don't dislike that kid actor. Uh, he was in Jurassic World as well. He's probably been in other things. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah. This was his big break. Um, but I'm not sure if, like, because I've read uh, Young Avengers, and um, I highly recommend Young Avengers Children's Crusade. I don't see him as Iron Lad. But if they <laughs> do it, it's a logical way to um, introduce him. I like it. Yeah. Right. I like the I like the kid. I thought he was interesting. Mm-hmm. And right. running, I mean, watching movies like I do, I I uh, I run into a couple of child actors that I'm like, why did you get cast? Oh yeah, yeah. He was definitely <laughs> he's definitely not the worst child actor. Um, no, he's. I think he's a little. Um, I think a uh, dress world paints him poorly for me because he's just a little too naive and sweet in that movie. I feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not that's not MCU. So we'll move on. <laughs> yep. Um, All right. My I have one more honorable mention, and it's just uh, badass Pepper. Yes, that where, was one of mine. Go ahead. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where she's the one who t- who saves Tony after Tony's spending, you know, three movies saving her, including when the house blew up, he saves her again. Um, mm. I'm not a huge fan of the damsel in distress characters. Which Me is one of the neither. reasons why Pepper is not one of my favorite characters. But this is one where she has a power, however briefly, she can um, use it to actually fight for herself and fight for her love interest. So out of curiosity, he didn't cure her of that. He cured her of the uh, of the 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 regulation where it's it, the potential for blowing up. I don't think he cured her of the power. Are we potentially going to get to see more of the extremist powers from her later? I feel if they were going to do that, they would have brought her in in the Avengers. 
Um, I you're right. They didn't say that they cured her, but I don't think that they're planning on bringing her in for that type of stuff. I don't think so either. But that was an interesting thought. They never said you know definitely one or the other. All all they said was that they were curing her something or other. Yeah, yeah. All right. They so, fixed her so she didn't blow up. Yeah, which is you know important. <laughs> I'm right. It's I'm a nice minimum happy when the people don't blow up. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, part of that being badass scene was the, uh, for me, was the commentary that Tony gives. He's like, what? Are you mad at me now? <laughs> it's like, I didn't have any control. Yeah, well, so. yeah, there's, they went through this experience, but they're still the same people. Yeah, they're going to bicker and fight. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just like that. So, all right, that is it for honorable mentions. On to Easter eggs. All right. Um, how many do you guys have any? Zero. Zero? Al? Uh, zero. Yeah, we, we kind of already talked about the one Easter egg that I had. Alright, well, I have eight. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Are two of them the two that I stole from you in the previous episode? Um, honestly, what were those? Because they might be. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> uh, one was the uh, name of President Ellis, um, being named uh, after yes. Warren Ellis. Okay, I have okay. seven now. I have okay. seven now. What was the other one? <laughs> uh, I think the other one was uh, mentioning the Roxxon Corporation. I have six. Thank you, because I completely <laughs> forgot you said that. All right, I have six Easter eggs. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right, Tony, go ahead and educate us. All right, we've got superhero landing number thirteen, which Woo-hoo! is actually a super villain landing. When Savin is right. wearing the Iron Patriot suit in front of Air Force One. Yep. Yep. He lands as a superhero, but he's not a superhero. He's a supervillain. But it's what Rhodey would do. Oh, no. It's totally what Rhodey would do. Um, now, we've also got uh, the quote uh, from Killian. A big dude fall- with a hammer fell out of the sky. Sildi has had its day. It's a big debate, especially in, like, Batman comics and Batman storylines, that superheroes create supervillains. It's, um... Which actually gets brought up later in uh, Civil War, right? Yeah, it's brought up later in Civil War. It's um, brought up a lot in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's, uh... Yeah, when you've got the superpowers, you've got bad guys who are looking to get superpowers. So, yeah. It's also a connection, obviously, to, you know, Thor being a person falling out of the sky with a hammer. I don't think there's been another one of right. those in the MCU yet. Um, <laughs> we've got... Uh, I don't think this is an Easter egg. I think it's just a fact that the reason they changed the Mandarin is because he's a racist stereotype. <laughs> oh, very just, racist. <laughs> yeah, I just decided to add that. <laughs> I was just like, that's why I don't have a real problem with uh them changing him i mean he's kind of a stupid character he's kind of like uh i liked it yeah yeah i mean he's a he's a creative way of handling that situation yeah i think we talked about that in episode two though yeah i think we did yeah um on uh killian's chest uh there's a, a tattoo of a dragon and that's supposed to be uh fing fang foom which is a Chinese uh, alien, or no, an alien that looks like a Chinese dragon. Uh, he's a Iron Man villain. 
Yeah, it's an ally of uh ally of the real Mandarin. And then we have uh Dr. Wu, the person who takes the um shrapnel out of his chest. He's also right. shown in the first opening scene in nineteen ninety nine. Uh he's actually a bigger character in the Chinese cut of the film. Marvel decided to make a Chinese version of this movie to appeal to the Chinese audiences and get, you know, this movie made well over a billion dollars, so I guess it worked. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the last one, um, we gotta keep an eye out for this. In um, Phase 2, as an homage to The Empire Strikes Back, a character loses an arm in every movie. So in this one... Oh yes, uh, I know where it is. Where is it, Alicia? At least one of them. Oh, one of them's in a Civil... In, oh. Yeah, Civil War? <laughs> no, no, Ultron. One of them's in Ultron. Okay, I thought you meant this one. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, oh. Killian gets yeah, his Killian arm lo loses cut, it. cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, and that's it for my Easter eggs, but we gotta be able to track those Empire Strikes Back uh, losing an arm... Uh moments <laughs> all right i will keep my eyes out <laughs> all right and that's it for easter eggs Woohoo! all right on to ranking i think yeah yes. that's right so this will be interesting <laughs> okay right, so um, al do you hmm? want to um tell us our current rankings Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, all right. So of the six movies we've talked about so far, uh, current ranking from top to bottom is uh, The Avengers at number one, followed by Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man, number one, Iron Man, number two, Thor, and then, num uh, and then number six is The Hulk. All right. All right. Um, Alicia, where would you put this movie if it was just your choice? Just me, I'd stick it between either. See, I'm I'm still a little bit debating. It's either it, I know it's going to be after Iron Man two. It's just debate on whether or not it's after or before Thor. Okay, so either in uh, fifth or sixth place. Yeah. Yeah, Al, what would you? Where would you put it? Uh, I put it a little higher. Uh, I would probably place it at fourth place. So it would be um, kind of the rankings at number three would be Iron Man number one. Followed by Iron Man number three, and then Iron Man number two. Mm -hmm. All right, so I that's just, why it's interesting. I, there are parts I, in the movie I like. I just the suits that suits annoy the crap out of me so much. Yeah, I would definitely put this at number three before Iron Man one and Iron Man two, but after Captain oh, America: The First Avenger. Oh, yeah, we're we're yeah. having fun here. I will, <laughs> Tony. I will concede to Al's number four, if you will. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's better than Iron Man 2. And I I agree that from a filmmaking standpoint, um, mm -hmm. Iron Man 1 is probably the strongest film in general because it's not relying on any of the other MCU. Right. So, yeah, and I I'll... can, if I take out the anger at the end scene, it's actually a really good movie. All right, so... Uh, if we're keeping track, Al wins because yeah, we'll put it at, uh, between the other two Iron Man movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, we oh. are now keeping track of that. Uh, not when anyone okay. else wins, just when Al wins. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty just sure I've been keeping track of when I win though, so it's okay. Oh, Don't okay. worry, Al. I'm in the I lead. Keep track when I oh. win. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> According to my right. ranking, I win. So. <laughs> oh, oh, is that how that goes? Ah, Pretty correct. much. <laughs> All right. All right. Um. So. Anything else for us? No, I think we're good with Iron Man three, and for a while, we're actually good with uh the- theatrical movies. Ooh, yeah. we get to go on to episodes soon. Yeah. I'll actually get to start watching this series. Exactly. So, um, next week we'll be getting into uh, we'll have our one shot special where we're going to be watching mm-hmm. ever or discussing. Yeah, we've hopefully already watched it at that time. We will be discussing every Marvel one shot. So, for those who don't know, those are the special features on a few of the DVDs. It's uh. The Consultant, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer, Item 47, Agent Carter, not the TV show, obviously, and right. um, and All Hail, All the, Hail King. the King. Yeah. So we'll be discussing that next week, and the following week we will be watching the pilot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm excited. I haven't seen it. Yeah. All right. All right, so um, and as a reminder to everybody, um, because of life's circumstances for the three of us, we are moving to one show an, uh, a week until December 12th. Yes, so don't worry, everybody. They're all positive life changes, but just life's become yes. a little busy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, uh, please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give, please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, assuming you like this. Otherwise, silence is golden. Don't blow up any Iron Man suits, so. Oh, I was about to say, well, I'm off to blow up my computer because I'm never going to have to podcast again. <laughs> But no. Oh, no. Um, oh, that irritates me so much. All right, we'll see you next week for our one shot special. And until then, have a marvelous Yo, day. Listen up, here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night, and everything he sees is just blue, like him inside and outside blew his house with a blue little window and a blue corvette and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around cause he ain't got nobody to listen to listen to listen, to listen. i'm blue